with Binyana Binyana. We're really excited to see them at Rio Olympic Games. And their goalkeeper, Roxanne Barker, says that impressing at the Games will open doors for players in South Africa. So that we're going to be drawn in the same group as hosts Brazil, Sweden and China. We want to go there and show that we're actually not just a team to add numbers where, you know, we can play. And we deserve youth development in this country. Like, we, we deserve some recognition because all of these girls are as good as they are without having any sort of youth development. You grow up playing with boys and then you just step on the field and you play and they're already this, this good. It's actually amazing. And I want South African women to have more of an opportunity and I think that's our, one of our main goals is just to show that we can play and we're not just a team who goes and gets kicked out every time. Stephen Pinar is in South Africa and he believes the standard of football in the country is on the up and up. The former Everton midfielder is set to follow in the footsteps of Benny McCarthy and Sean Bartlett and he'll end his career in South Africa. He's commended newcomers Baraka FC and Highlands Park for making it into top flight football. Uh, obviously with uh, Baraka coming up in the Highlands, yeah, obviously two teams that have been in the lower league eventually now they've got the opportunity to test themselves against the best players in the country week in week out it shows that soccer is improving in South Africa a lot the companies are also supporting the clubs um, it will obviously give a lot of kids the opportunity to develop as footballers and as human beings as well so it is a big improvement and also the way everyone wants the soccer to go in the right direction so it's, it's a good thing Chelsea's attempts to sign Leicester City midfielder N'Golo Kante has been complicated by interest from China. The London Evening Standard reporting that Chinese club Shanghai SIPG have raised the stakes. They are prepared to pay £35 million for him. His release clause is said to be around £20 million. Premier League champions Leicester can offer him Champions League football, though, and Chelsea can't. They missed out on Europe. Meanwhile, Thierry Henry has left Arsenal. Finally, he rejected the opportunity to coach the club's under-18 side. He was offered the role by Gunners manager Arsene Wenger, but he was told that he couldn't combine it with his existing role as a television pundit. The club's all-time leading scorer, who worked with Arsenal youth players as part of the UEFA A license course, wasn't prepared to give up his media work. Now, the Lions have rested their star players for their Super Rugby trip to Argentina. The men from Johannesburg take on the Jaguares in Buenos Aires on Saturday. Ross Kernier will captain the Lions with Howard Nisi helping him out. It'll have an important fixture for the Lions as a win will in all likelihood see them finish atop the overall Super Rugby standings. That means they get home ground advantage throughout the playoffs. But should they lose, then maybe the Hurricanes, Highlanders, Crusaders and the Chiefs are all suddenly in the race for the top spot. Meanwhile, Cheetah Super Rugby coach Franco Smith says South African rugby's at a crossroads. He feels the current brand of rugby's being played should be encouraged at all levels. He says the Lions are in the right path and all other franchises and teams in South Africa should follow suit. I think we all know that we want to play in South Africa a different brand. I've come back from abroad to come and contribute in that regard. I'm sure that South Africa rugby can, can play better with the ball in hand. I'm sure that the top players are here. We've been scrutinized now over, all over the world for the brand and I think uh, we're at a crossroad. Do we take the left or the right? And I'm here to promote the running rugby and uh, ability with the ball in hand. Like I feel the whole um, South Africa, all the, all, everybody's thinking towards. So, this, uh, I did well with the, with the, or the, or the, or the team did well, the Shemnas did very well, adapting to what we want to do. 
Pat Lambie still a doubt for the Sharks' last Super Rugby pool match against the Sunwolves this weekend. The Flyer are still suffering from the effects of the concussion that he experienced in the first test against Ireland. Vili LaRue and Jacques-Luc Dupre are also injury concerns for the Sharks ahead of the weekend's match. If the Sharks beat the Japanese outfit, they will secure a quarter-final place. Result from the Tour de France today. This is the 10th stage, 197 kilometers. They were riding in the rain again. But Michael Matthews in a breakaway group won his first stage at the Tour de France. He beat Peter Sagan into second place. Sagan pulls on the green points leader's jersey, though. Edvald Bosnagen was third. Greg van Avermaet fourth. And Sam Dumoulin was in sixth place. Daryl Impey led out the sprint and he finished in sixth. And Usain Bolt will defend his Olympic 100 and 200 meter titles. He'll also run in the 4x100 meter relay after being named in the Jamaica team for Rio 2016. There were worries about his participation after he injured a hamstring at the national trials. The Olympic champion, who is the 100 meter and 200 meter world record holder, is part of a 63 strong Jamaican team. That's the sports headlines for now. We're chatting under nine cricket with Vian Mulder in a moment. SAFM Sports Wrap. This FM Sports Rep, John Curry again for Brad Brown. Let's chat under-19 cricket. And you talk about a 10 series. You talk about the current test series and one-day international series that the under-19s are having against Sri Lanka. And we're joined by the captain, Vian Mulder. Vian, good chatting to you. Uh, test series drawn nil-nil. The one-day series drawn one all. It's coming down to the last one. You talk about a 10 series, eh? Yeah, we're really excited. It's been, it's been a good series. The test matches was really good. Um, unfortunately, it ended up in in a in draw in a draw, um, which is a little bit sad. No, no one won, so no one takes the trophy home. But yeah, we're really excited for the game tomorrow. We're playing at an international stadium. Um, the Australian inspectors there today, so we're really excited and really can't wait for the game to start. What's it like going on a tour representing your country? I'm sure for many of you, it's the first time. Yeah, there's I think there's twelve guys, thirteen guys. Who's, it's their first tour, so it's it's really special for them. It's, and, and, and to start it off with a win um, tomorrow would be really amazing. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's really special playing for your country. Not something any any guy can get. So yeah, many guys love it. I, I guess it's it's a taste of what might very well come for most of you guys. Yeah, you all have protein ambitions, don't you? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, I'm sure everyone does. There's a few academics here, which is really <laughs> nice. But um, yeah, yeah, everyone. It's everyone's dream to play for their country, and especially for the proteas one day. So it just gives a little bit of a taste of the daily daily things that happen when you get get to the top. Let's talk about that. When you're on tour, and I'm sure you've done it when you were at school, you did you did tours and things. How different is yeah. going for your country compared to going on a tour as a, as a schoolboy? It's a lot different, and it, it starts simple with getting a meal allowance. <laughs> so getting a little bit of money, it's a bit different to what, different to when you get to school. <laughs> but it's a lot it's a lot more it's a lot more serious. Guys take pride in what they're doing a lot more than at school, where the guys could mess around a little bit. So, and guys really enjoy the the special occasion that's created every time you play for your country, and what it means to wear the green and gold. So it's really special for almost everyone, I guess. What are the conditions like there compared to what you're used to here? It's it's a lot very similar. Um, it's just a little bit hotter, a little bit more humid, um, but the wickets are not not that much different. They're a little bit slower. And they turn a little bit more, but it's it's similar to what it is back home. It's not too much of a difference. Um, it's just playing against different teams, I guess, different players. Like they would play a lot more spinners than we would play. We would play more seamers. Um, so it's just getting used to their game plans and trying to figure out what is best at the moment, yeah. 
How do you cope with the food and the culture? You always hear the proteas talk about that. There's that change in lifestyle when they go to any country, even to Australia. Yeah, it's really different. It's really different. Um, if you see the way that the food they eat, it's a lot different to what we eat on a daily basis. Um, but luckily, we stay in very good hotels, so we can we can we can basically eat just whatever you want. And there's a lot of fast food things if you're really really struggling. But it's also nice to just taste a little bit of things they eat. Um, get just get used to different cultures, different people, um, and different food they eat. The food here is a lot more spicy than what we have back home. But it's a little bit different, and it's, it's really something that you should cherish, mm. something you should really try. And how do you get on with the players? You know, if I go on a trip with somebody for a week, eventually they start getting on my nerves. How do you guys cope and get along with each other when you're in your face all the time for such a long period of time? Well, we've, we've got such a nice bunch of oaks that um, yeah, we're always basically seen as family. If we have a problem, we just speak to the guy next to you. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's playing, playing at such a high level. There's no time for worrying about the smaller things. You really focus on the on the bigger picture of the things, and then you, the small things doesn't irritate you as much anymore, which is a lot, which is good in, in a team environment. And it's really, really good to know that the guys are behind you when there's something goes wrong, and they're also behind you, and they're supporting, and they want the best of you. So it's really, really special when you're playing at this level. I guess that's your job as well as captain, is to make sure that those those possible little niggles are put away very quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough because the guys do. At some stage, they will get irritated with the other guy, and it's just to just to control that and just to let them understand the reason why they yeah not worry about the small things, but rather worry about their performances and about the team. And that, in the end, that sorts out most of the problems. It's the middle of the year. Some of them are at school, some of them are studying. So, how do they fit all of that in within their studies? There's quite a few guys who brought their books books along. Sure. So, whenever we have off time, they study. Um, but yeah, they, it's, it's, it's hard to do both when you're on tour because you have to focus on your cricket really badly mm-hmm. because um, you don't want to let one slip. But it's also important to just take your mind off things and going back and do to the basics and study. Um, because when you get back, like for me example, I'm writing uh, my prelim exams, <laughs> so I've had to do a little bit of studying. Same as, but but we've got quite a few young guys who are only grade eleven now, so for, for them it's a lot about learning and understanding what's happening around. I used to get so hot sore when I was away from home. So, Vian, one message to your family. Yeah, I just really miss them a lot, and I can't wait to wait to go back home. Um, I love them a lot, and yeah, I'll see them soon. We'll go represent it. Good luck in that final one-day international. South Africa are behind you guys. It might not be on the TV, but we're certainly following you, and good luck to you and the team. Thank you very much. Thank you for the call. Cheers. Bjorn Mulder, the captain of the under-19 cricket side. One more one-day international series. Whoever wins it, wins the series. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when you had to fill out form after form and stand in long queues so you sought guidance from someone with an end-to-end online global trade solution, a bank that could offer you complete control through a secure online platform for all your foreign exchange and cross-border transactional needs. For some, global growth is still a tedious process, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za for expert guidance on global trade. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. You'd be surprised by the difference 67 minutes of your time can make in your community, your country. Dali Punga.
Tela Bufa, Matiba, Molum Sila, Tela Bambensele, SAFM. The power to make a difference is in all of us. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. You're with SFM Sports Rap, John Kerrick in for Brad Brown. Let's chat to Banyana Banyana Captain Janine van Veek, who's back in the country. Welcome back, Janine. Thank you, John, to be back. Yeah, I just want to talk quickly. Yeah, we heard Vera Power yesterday. She was happy with a 1-0 loss. I don't want to be a South African fan because we always seem to be happy with draws and losses. But put it into perspective just what a 1-0 loss to the mighty USA is. Well, obviously, it was how we feel that was a good result for us because we played the, the world champions, you know, and the current defending Olympic champions. And, you know, we've watched some videos of the U.S. team previous games and they they beat their opponents by five, six goals to none. So for us to come out with a, a one-note defeat is really not that bad at all. Um, but... I think looking at the performance and people that really watched the game could see um, what a great performance we put out there. Um, and, you know, it was one silly goal that they they, they got from a defensive error. Um, but um, the performance was we, we did extremely well. We we held our, our, our own and we, you know, created chances, which is a positive thing for us, especially against the world champs. So I think it was a pretty good result. What was it like at, what was it, Soldiers Field? It, it sounded like there was a massive crowd there. Yeah, there was yeah, a, a massive crowd, um, about 20,000 people at the stadium cheering the U.S. on, but also, you know, it was a really um, nice crowd as well because whatever we did well, they applauded us. So, um, you know, people over there just support women's football in general and the good things that, that we do. So after the game, we had... The whole crowd, you know, supporting us, clapping for us. Um, so it was a good atmosphere. Do people know who you were, or is this uh, is this the start of opening doors for South African girls overseas? Well, I think at first people really underestimated South Africa going there. Mm. Um, they didn't know anything about us. Um, I think all they knew that we were ranked or ranked 58 in the world, um, and they really didn't expect much of us. I think. As the game progressed, um, people really could see. And um, by looking at all the comments after the game on, on, on social media, people really didn't expect us to be as tough as, as we were on the field. And we really um, gave USA a good run. Um, it was tough for them to break um, our defensive line down. And, um, you know, not many teams could get that right against the US. So we impressed them a lot. And we certainly did open doors. Uh, for many of us, um, are showing the world, you know, uh, what women's football is really about in this country and what great talent we have. It's just the fact that we haven't really been exposed to to international football, and now that we are, people can really see what we what we are about mm. and what talent we have. We heard from Roxanne Barker earliest, and she signed for an overseas club now as well, saying that the Rio Olympic Games is an opportunity for you guys to shine, and and you know the talent scouts will be out looking, won't they? Yes, most definitely, especially after now the U.S. game, while people are making a big thing about it, about our performance, people are looking out for the for the South African players to see what um, talent we have. But we have certainly opened doors for ourselves um, with the performance we put out, and people will keep a close eye on us, especially the, cap, the scouts, and especially for the young players that haven't even 
experience the Olympic vibe. So it's really exciting stuff ahead of us. All right, now you're used to the travel. You were in and out of Chicago very quickly. So <laughs> are you ready for the jet lag experience when you get to Rio? Uh, well, yeah, I think we'll have more time to adapt than with that what we had now in the US. We only had three days um, to recover as quickly as possible before the game, whereas in Rio it will be um, a little bit more time for us to, to adapt to the, the jet lag and all that. But um, we have a well-experienced coach. Um, she really prepares us really well for these mm-hmm. kind of things and knows when we need to sleep and when, when we need to stay awake and all that. So uh, we, we are in good hands. What's what's now? I imagine you, you're putting your legs up as much as you possibly can. You guys have been busy. Yeah, we have been really busy, but we need to still um, obviously take a break, spend some time with our friends and family. Um, but this morning I was out for a run already just to recover a little bit and to get the, the, all the liquid out of the legs. Um, but yeah, definitely um, didn't get much sleep last night, but hopefully this time around tonight um, I'll get my sleep in. We'll just keep you up. Uh, <laughs> are you a shoo-in for the squad for as as captain? Are you are you guaranteed of getting a place? Yeah, we always have been together for you know quite some time. So it will be a heartbreaking, sad moment um, for any any of us that 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 won't be in the final squad. Right. So um, you know we've worked hard together, but you know at the end of the day, these top sports, and you've got to you know. Um, go through these things as a, as a top athlete and um, it will be sad but uh, it's just how it has to be done. Obviously the nerves are, are the, the little butterflies are butterflying and the Olympic Games are just around the corner. It might be some logistical issues as well. We heard Vera Pau talking about it this weekend. You do, I guess you're doing your best to ignore that and focus on the field. Yes, most definitely. I mean, we are aware of the virus and all that but we are you know, mainly focused on, on what we need to do over there, and I'm sure uh, whatever comes our way uh, with the virus and stuff, people will deal with it, um, the, the experts, obviously. Mm. Um, but hopefully everyone will be safe while going there and, and participating in the Olympic Games. What are your hopes? Uh, hopes on what? On uh, doing at the Olympic Games. <laughs> well, we, um, you know, I think after this, after this game against the U.S., we are pretty confident. But we also have to take each game that we play step by step. But it is, after all, a tournament, so you're going to be playing every third day. So it's going to be strenuous on, on some players that haven't experienced that, um, especially playing it at such a high level. But... Um, we're really looking forward to it and we have to take it step by step and see how far we can actually get. We were doing some research, I was doing some research on which sports at the Olympic Games take the longest for players and we, or I've decided that football is the longest. You guys are the busiest and you have the longest competition at the Olympic Games. I'm sure uh, that you've been training yourself stupid over the last few months. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, you know, but this is, this is what we love to do. This is our passion so it's it's really not it doesn't bother us if we train daily because it's something we put our minds to it's something that we love to do so it's really not even work it's just actually play and see how far you can get in your football career I hope that the powers that be notice that Janine from Vic thanks for joining us in Sports Rap thank you so much John. remember that moment you wanted to give up when you had to fill out form after form and stand in long queues. So you sought guidance from someone with an end-to-end online global trade solution. A bank that could offer you complete control through a secure online platform for all your foreign exchange and cross-border transactional needs. For some, 
global growth is still a tedious process, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za for expert guidance on global trade. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. The prize winners of the SAFM Playwriting Competition were announced at a ceremony held at the SABC. First prize of 60,000 rands went to Mark Kay for his play Border Town. The second prize of 35,000 rand went to Ian Bruce for his play The Squatter's Drum. And two third prizes were awarded. For her play Kitty and Johnny Lost, Francis Labelepsi won 25,000 rand. And I'm Human Too won joint third prize for Mangalisum Dunduzi Ngobo. Listeners to SAFM will be able to hear the broadcast of these plays in the Saturday play soon. SAFM Sports Wrap. Namibia has been allocated a spot to the men's elite road cycling for the 2016 Rio Summer Olympic Games. Continues Namibia's recent participation in the men's road races, with Eric Hoffman having represented Namibia at Beijing in 2008 and Dan Craven at London in 2012. It also shows that Southern Africa's nation's rich tradition in elite cycling. The Namibia National Olympic Committee and the Namibia Cycling Federation are upbeat that a formal invitation from the International Cycling Federation affirms Namibian cycling as up there with the very best in the world. NNOC Secretary General Erwin Mayamwaka explains. I I will not be able, I will be speaking under correction because I am not responsible to overseeing all the codes, but I understand there are some qualifiers from boxing, there are some qualifiers from the disability athletics, and uh, cycling, yeah, but I will not be able to give you the the exact information that you have to contact the NNOC. Meanwhile, the Namibian Cycling Federation has announced a sponsorship from one of the local banks for their mountain bike cross-country championships will be held on the 17th of July at the IJG Trails, Klein Cooper. Namibia sent 30 athletes to the Confederation of African Athletics in Durban, but none of them qualified, resulting in their track and field hopefuls failing to meet the qualification requirements for Rio. Cycling, boxing and disability athletes are some of the few sporting codes to represent Namibia in Rio. NNOC Mayamwaka reveals that his organization will work diligently around the clock to help them. One that has reached qualifications in track and field, but so far, the message that we get from a local uh, Olympic committee is that he did not meet the qualification um, for the reason that apparently the All-Africa Games at which he met for the first time the qualification to them does not qualify as a, an Olympic qualifier. So that is the disappointing part for, for us. But... Yes, apart from here, we did not get any other qualifications in the track and field. Funding remains a huge challenge for Namibian athletes. Mayamwaka says their only source of grant comes from the International Association of Athletics Federations, the IAAF. The grant isn't enough, given the fact that the Namibian government, through the Ministry of Youth and Sports, is not coming to the party, despite the fact that the NOC submits its budget requirements on an annual basis. Again, as I, as I indicated when we spoke earlier on 
in terms of funding, we are really um, not getting much support. The main funding which helps uh, us run athletics in Namibia is the grant that we get from the IAAF mainly. Um, in terms of the Sport Act, of Namibia Sport Act, we are required annually to submit our budget to the uh, Namibian Sport Commission. We do that every year, but we do not get uh, a, 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 a response in terms of the funding that we request from them. But again, as I indicated, yes, funding is um, the main challenge that we face, and we continue to to indicate that unless uh, people realize and start valuing the contribution that sport makes to development uh, with the level or not even level with the, the stand that uh, sport federations don't get the support. We, we will continue with the, with, with the status quo where we only have a few um, athletes that qualify. And again, as I said, we are disappointed that even for the few, for example, the one in track and field that had qualified, again, faced with additional uh, challenges where you have your local NOC putting up qualifications that are much more tougher than the qualification standards that are put up by the IAAF. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Seems like Namibia have the same sort of issues. Sass can't do. We're here with SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Sports Wrap taking you through to the news at 7 o'clock. Let's chat about something completely different now. And the US Open ISKA World Martial Art Championships uh, have been held recently. We're joined by the national coach, Phil Anderson. Phil, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you very much. 85 South Africans were there. So let's start at the beginning. What were the US Open ISKA World Martial Art Champs? Um, it was uh, quite a big event. It took place on the 8th and 9th of July at the Disney Coronado Springs Resort. Uh, between 3,500 and 4,000 participants um, from over 50 countries. And um, I must say I'm very proud of our team. We did exceptionally well um, under, you know, hard, very difficult conditions and amongst the best in the world. What type of sport is it? I'm imagining mixed martial arts, UFC, MMA kind of fighting. Um ISKA regulates quite a number of different martial arts. They have a sport martial arts um, category which we represent in South Africa where they've got the same set of rules but it's open style. So you would have karate, kickboxing, taekwondo, kung fu, all those different practitioners competing against each other under the same set of rules which makes it a truly remarkable title to be able to win. It's great that we sent that many player, uh, competitors out. 85 fighters is quite a wide range, I imagine. Yes, um, it consists of our youth and adult teams, and then, of course, the national procure team, as well as the residents and development team. So we are very fortunate, um, logistically-wise, that we can actually do one tour and be able to bring our entire team from our development guys right up to the top prettier chaps and girls mm. to one event where a lot of the other uh, tournaments around the world are very selective on being just black belts or just being youth. Or So logistically for us, it's, it's, a, it's an easy travel because we can just get everybody here instead of having to 
have it split up in three, four different world world championships across the across the globe. You said we were successful, so did it highlight a couple of the names for us that did well. Yeah, we um we took our our um, trophy count on that yesterday with our national photo shoot. I don't have the exact figures on me, but I know we took in excess of 40 first places and probably about in the same region of second and third places. And then, of course, um, we had a little chap, um, um, Galliano Boni, who is only six years old, um, who actually made it to the Night of Champions. It was aired live on ESPN. Wow. Um, he's the youngest competitor from South Africa in our organization, in ISK, that's ever competed here. And of course, the first, the first chap junior to make it onto the Mighty Victory Show. And that was quite amazing. And he actually won the, the World Grand Championship title for oh. his, uh, for his traditional form. So we're quite proud of him. That's excellent. So was he fighting, fighting, or was it just a display? Yeah, he's a fighter, and then of course he does forms or cutter, if you want yeah. to call it that, and of course the weapon divisions. That was the main the main team we brought, and then we also do the sport MMA, which is the light contact version of the MMA, and right. of course the sport grappling. That w- all falls under the ISK format of sport martial arts. How can we meet you guys? Here you are bringing home medals and nobody really knows about you. We're putting you on the radio. Uh, but uh, how do South Africans get to see more of how you guys do what you do? Well, Facebook. <laughs> now, we're landing at, uh, at eight, five minutes past eight on Thursday morning. We'll be at uh, Oliver Tambo, the right. Green Lands. And, um, you know, we are with Martial Arts South Africa with Saskock, so you know all our details are on those websites for anybody wanting to be more details about sport martial arts and what we do etc excellent I'd like to take on this little six year old see if I can beat him in a fight we're going to have to leave it there Phil Anderson thanks very much for joining us don't go away we just want to chat to you off air a little bit Phil Anderson is the national coach for the South African team that represented South Africa or at the US Open at the ISKA World Martial Arts Championships well it sounds like a wonderful event we'll try and get them on for a longer chat on sports special here on SAFM through in the upcoming weekends you with SAFM plenty more ahead Bongi's got some chat with you after the news at 7 o'clock.